0: Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is Shifts Emerge in Buying Behavior. Hi, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you guys so much for tuning into The Home Building Hero today. So this topic is just something I uh, thought of recently and I started to see a bunch of articles coming up, uh, some of it economic news, some of it uh, just statistics on buying behavior and started to notice things are shifting rather rapidly and that there's stats and data out there to prove it. So a lot of this is because of, of course, the coronavirus and and the, the shutdowns, the Safer at Home Acts, those type of things and we're starting to see some some shifts in different things and it's worthwhile noting and watching as this happens so I kind of want to talk about it, and we're talking a little bit about like materials. We're going to talk a little bit about buying behavior that we're seeing uh, in the data, and it's it's kind of interesting, and it'll it'll be something worth monitoring as we go throughout the year here. As uh, you know, the shutdowns are re- being removed, and now we're opening back up again. We're seeing a lot of different things happening um, at at the same time here, and the data is 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 giving us some interesting. Uh, Interesting items for analysis, I guess, is the best way to say it. We, we definitely can analyze this and see uh, with this data where things are going to go. And uh, if you're savvy as a home buyer, you're savvy as a builder, developer, investor, uh, if you pick up on some subtle hints here, you might, uh, might get a little bit of an advantage. So let's talk about this for a little bit. Let's talk about lumber because that's always an interesting indicator for building and the industry and where things are headed. So this almost comes out a little bit counterintuitive because you would think well with things shutting down you know people aren't going to be building as much so uh you know lumber material should go down right well that's not the case lumber prices have jumped up sharply and very quickly and the reason that we think this is happening is several first is that there is a lot more demand uh for people especially on that are stuck at home right now, that's one of the few things that's open is uh, hardware stores, uh, you know, essential supplies for home, home building, housing, because everyone needs to be safer at home. So a lot of people have free time. So they're doing these little projects. So they're ordering lumber and they're building shelving to store all their goods, or they're they're redoing their deck right now because they they have time to do it. Or hey, we're going to build that little room out in the basement now. Now that we have time, I'm going to do that that little home improvement project. So the do-it-yourselfer projects, we've seen a big jump from consumers in the last month or so. And what's happened is um, the, the the builders are still building. So the jobs that they have already had started, they still needed those materials. That demand is still there. But what's happened is a lot of the other demand has increased for those home projects. So your your big box stores have been ordering more lumber material than they normally do because they've been going through it faster. So you have a similar supply level and on, on the building end, and you have an increased level of demand on the home improvement end, and that's that's why they're seeing some pressure there. But that's not the only reason that lumber is going up. The other reason that lumber is going up is because with the shutdowns, many of the mills reduce their production, reduce their output. So. Again, you've got this situation where you still have a constant flow from the building industry, and then you have an additional flow from the do-it-yourselfer crowd, and then you have the mills shutting down. So like any supply and demand, when there's more demand than there is a supply, that creates upward pressure on pricing. Gosh, I sound like my economic professor here, and that's kind of freaking me out a little bit, but that's what happens, right? So we can see this in the stats, in the data. For the first time in um uh yeah, starting in March i'm sorry uh yes yeah, uh so March of twenty twenty the index topped over four hundred uh so we measure lumber by the the board foot for a thousand board feet, the lumber indexes rose over four hundred dollars, and um the week ending here, may fifteenth it rose by six point three percent so it's went up a couple times recently. And right now we're at $406 per thousand board feet for our lumber costs. So uh, that, that's quite a bit higher. Last year, if you look at lumber costs, we were far below that. Uh, we were in the mid-350s. Mid and, and the last time it really was super high was in 2018 when we had the spike in the tariffs and everything like that. So um, then what happened, of course, is after the, uh, the federal government got involved um, and we saw price gouging, uh, things started to drop off fairly sharply. Uh, demand also dropped down because pricing got kind of high and, and things kind of set and the lumber market stayed pretty stable. But now it has spiked up a little bit. The question is, is this a temporary spike? As people kind of go back to normal, will that go back down? Or are we going to see this for the next couple months because people are still working on those projects, they're still you know messing around at home and people are still building homes. I think it'll probably personally go up for a little bit yet. And then I think probably by um, end of summer, uh, right before fall, I think we're going to see lumber prices dropping because we have uh, a large period of time here where people were not selling new homes as much. People were not going out and buying them as much. And so we're going to see a reduced demand um and that's going to take a couple months to work through the pipeline because when somebody buys a house, lumber doesn't go there the next day. It takes three, four months for that to happen. So if you look at early fall here, I think we'll see some definite softening of lumber prices that will also give the lumber mills a little bit of time to ramp up their production a little bit and get caught back up. So that would be my my thought on that. But uh, we have seen a 13% increase in lumber in the last two weeks, and it's one of the largest increases that we've had in over a decade, so it's definitely alarming to say the least. Um, and this is after April when we saw record declines in material prices. So everybody dropped things as as things people were stuck at home, discounted just to try and probably get some quick revenue, get some quick cash into the company. Uh, but then you you know are seeing now price increases as as we're realizing that that material uh, was um, you know not priced properly, that there isn't going to be enough of it going forward. And we're seeing those increases and spikes. So anytime you have uncertainty, that's usually when you see um, a lot of price fluctuations. When, when, When things are not good, the pricing tends to go down for a little bit, but then people need to kind of recoup and they go back up. And of course, if anytime the lumber mills see extra demand, that's a good opportunity for them to jack the prices up a little bit. Unfortunately, that's what they do. So again we're seeing lower production we're seeing more demand from big box real, uh retailers, and we're still seeing a, a good flow out from builders so that is definitely affecting the lumber uh, market right now and it's something to keep an eye on um, now again, that is a good sign that people are buying lumber because that means that you know they you know that building industry is very uh very impactful on uh, the economy it's fourteen fifteen sometimes up to sixteen percent of our gross domestic prod- product. So, if we're not shipping out and building things, uh economy can be in very bad shape. So, that's at least a healthy sign that, you know, we are seeing um, some activity here on the building industry. Now, let's talk about buying behavior and some of the shifts that are happening with buyer behavior. So, one of the things that has been looked at is you know if if people are going to buy a home or not, and they've started to poll people and see um, how many people are in the market right now and if they're looking to buy a home. And uh, a study was done recently, and um, this is basically people that are going to be looking to buy a home in the next three months. So these are people that are actively in the market; they want to buy something. So, out of all the people polled forty eight percent of those people polled said they're going to continue to look until the right home opens up in their location so they that means they're actively shopping, but they're not finding what they're looking for so over forty eight percent of the people out there that are in the market right now, they're kind of in a a look a look and hold segment so it's still a good sign that you know out of these active people over fifty percent of them are ready to pull the trigger when something comes up. Now, as we look at this further, it's kind of interesting because 34%, so a little over a third of people want to expand their search because they're not finding what they're looking for. So th- these are people that are maybe a little bit more frustrated. They are disappointed in what they're finding out there. So now they're they're going to look at alternate options. So maybe they're going to consider new construction instead of just buying an existing home. Or maybe they're going to consider moving 10 minutes further to the west or to the north or from their preferred location to see if they can find anything. Or they may consider moving up a price point to open up and find more homes. So these are people that are disappointed, frustrated, not finding what they're looking for and are adjusting what they're doing. Now, another 23% of those people have decided that they are going to go with either a smaller or an older home than they originally intended on buying. And again, this makes sense. This is probably a lot of our millennial buyers or people that have had disruptions in their family situations, their work, and now they're saying, you know what, we still want a house, but what we wanted and what we can afford maybe isn't feasible um, or pricing has risen too rapidly. So we're going to buy a smaller home than what we originally wanted, or not, we're going to have to buy a home that's maybe 10 years older just to get something in the price point that we want. And again, natural things. So there's still these people on the market that want to do things, and they're gonna either got to do you know, a couple things, right? You either got to move further away, you got to get something older or smaller, or um, you've got to be willing to spend more money if you're not finding what you're looking for. And this happens a lot. I mean, a lot of buyers go into the market and they, they're they unrealistic at first on what, what they expect. You know, we s- certainly all would love to have a 3,000 square foot house and pay $300,000 for it, but that's not happening. That's just not realistic. So, you know, we have to understand that. So the other two uh, polling parts of this that were interesting is that about 19%, almost 20%, then decided to buy a more expensive home than they originally planned on. So they either got to go smaller or older or you've got to crank up the price. So that seems to be the the least preferred option is to spend more money. But if you can afford more, uh, again, that's going to, uh, anytime you can increase your budget, even by $10,000 or $20,000, uh, that can definitely open up a lot more choices on the market. And then 16% of those people are giving up And they're going to wait till next year or maybe even longer. So we are seeing um, a decent portion of people after looking for a while that want to buy something, just giving up and saying, you know what, forget it. And and this could be due to a lot of things. This could be due to not seeing something they like. This could be dealing with changes or uncertainty in the market and people not wanting to make, you know, take the risk right now. So that's definitely very valuable information. It's it's interesting how that uh, kind of affects people, and then as we look at this as well, there's another part to this study which is pretty interesting. So these people that are going to buy in the next three months that are looking for the right home, we've seen a massive drop in in, in people that are looking in or in this phase right now. So if we look back, you know, even uh, a year and a half ago or so. Um, you know, you look at, uh, the first quarter of 2018, second quarter of 2018, there was between 60 and 55% of these people that were looking to buy in the, uh, the right location in the next three months. That number actually increased near the end of 2018 to from 61% then to 63%. So it started at 60 and it kind of started to climb up. To 63%. So more and more people were getting into the market near the end of 2018. Then the beginning of 2019, it dropped, which makes sense because that was the polar vortex here in, in our state and many states. And that was you know, just kind of a, a weird time. We also had the government shutdown. So that took you know 9% of the people out of the market. And then quarter two, it jumped back up again to uh, the 62% level. Uh, but then uh quarter three, all the pricing and the increases and things were really hitting, and things started to soften. It went down to fifty two percent quarter two or quarter four twenty nineteen it dropped again, and then now we are in quarter one of twenty twenty and it dropped uh three more percent points below fifty percent for the first time um in many um many many years so that, that's kind of a scary sign that there's less and less people out there shopping for homes. What will be interesting is really Q3 to see as things start to open up, does that percentage jump up? If it does, that's a very good sign. Maybe this is just a temporary thing. If it stays low and continues to drop, then I think that's more of a broader indication that you know we're going to be in a little bit of a longer recession than just a short one here. And uh, then the last part of this uh, study, which is pretty interesting as well, is the reasons these active buyers have been unsuccessful finding a home. And so they just asked them three questions. It's basically, um, I, I can't find a home at the price that I can pay. I can't find the home with the stuff I want in it. Or I can't find a home in the right location. So it's location, it's features, and price. So they pulled the same group of people. And uh, let's go over that. So the ones that said I can't find a home in the right, the right price range, uh, so out of that group that's ready to buy in the next three months, 40% of them said that the price is the number one issue. The second and third are, are pretty close. They're both at about 32%. So statistically, uh, not very different. Um, either said that they don't have the right features or they don't have the right neighborhood where they're looking. So the majority are concerned about the price and not finding the right price and the rest are either having a location issue or a feature issue. And these are ready, willing and able buyers. So uh, interesting stuff. Uh, I think pricing makes the most sense because we've seen you know a huge increase in existing home prices. Uh, we've seen uh, bumps in, in the cost of new homes. And, uh, you know, here in Wisconsin, with the average income and the median home price, it's basically, with the median income, it's nine and a half times uh, median income um, to, to buy a home. And if you look back in the 1950s, it was only double. So double your income, you could buy a new home. Nowadays, it's nine and a half times. So it's a dramatic increase. People are getting squeezed. It's getting harder and harder to afford uh, places to live. So uh, definitely uh, something to continue to keep an eye on. We haven't seen the wage growth to match the cost increases of homes and real estate. So very interesting uh, nonetheless, and we got to keep an eye on that. So if you kind of compile everything together, you're seeing some of these shifts happening, people doing more stuff at home. People trying to buy stuff and getting frustrated. Some people pulling out of the market. Some people expanding their searches. So uh, this big shift kind of in our industry and all these things are kind of shaking out. Interesting stuff to analyze and uh, I thought it was some fascinating data. Hopefully you guys appreciated this stuff. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure that you guys continue to support the podcast just by subscribing. Um, leave a comment, follow us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Just look for Homebuilding Hero and you will find us. So once again, if you guys want to reach out, if you got questions, comments, or have ideas for future show topics, email me, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. I'd love to have some dialogue with you. And if you've Got a great idea for a guest on the show as well. Please uh, let me know that as well. We're always looking for great people to provide perspective, especially in these crazy times. So once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Home Building Hero and we'll talk to you very soon.